shore where the mountains meet the sea in a clapboard shack by a broken down tree. There's a light in the window, just salty gals inside. I'm not sure if they're witches, but you know that's implied. Got the storytelling, ego swelling, pillow talking, moonlight walking, see Welcome to the Sea Hags Podcast. My name is Chris Jeppa. And I'm Katie Norgren. With us today is a super cool photographer, shipper receiver. Uh, I don't know if you want to put that like right up at the top, but it's, it's on your Twitter it's bio. It's a thing that I do. Uh, yeah, thing you do. And uh, community food maven, uh, Jen Clark. Hi. 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 <laughs> Are you all right? Uh, yeah. You just you, like moved, moved a ghost behind you or Aww. something. I'm, I'm just nervous, I guess. I don't oh, okay. I don't uh, record myself very often. Oh, well, you okay. don't have to listen if you don't want to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I do tend to not listen to my own voice because I listen to it and I'm like, oh, I sound like a cross between Marge Simpson and Tom Waits. So. <laughs> That's quite true. <laughs> but compared to how you sound in your head, it's really different. And yes. It's kind of jarring. I sound, so. I sound very like, in my head. I sound like an like a broad is the only word you can use to describe me. <laughs> you you like, are holding Ugh. a fake long cigarette holder it's, right now as you. You knew it was a long cigarette holder. I was just miming a smoke, but I knew it was like a 1920s. It was implied. Sort of like, like smeared red lipstick. That's the sound of my voice in my head, but out Medusa loud. Medusa from The Rescuers is like... Madame well, Medusa yeah. is me for sure, except for the whole kidnapping children yeah. and stealing diamonds and things. I'd steal some diamonds with you. I think that'd be kind of fun. Well, you know what? We, we've already, we're always looking for ideas for podcast episodes, so to become cat burglars, we could, we could do... Diamond Heist is a great, solid idea, I and really, I think we could do it. I've always wanted to, like, going back to our chat about Buffy and, like, having supernatural powers and stuff, I've always wanted to, like, be, like, an acrobatic cat burglar type, but I'm not very coordinated. <laughs> That's why I like that episode in Simpsons so much, where the cat burglar turns out to be an old dude, no. and he's, like, he's still got it's like, it, you suction know? suction cupping onto the wall. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, you know, thing. Catherine Zeta-Jones in the fucking what, laser, laser, movie? laser movie? Laser sex movie? With, <laughs> like, with yeah, Old Man? <laughs> with Mr. Old Man? <laughs> but, like, I've Sean always Connery. wanted to be, like, good at that kind of stuff, you know? To be, yeah. like, sneaky and stealthy, like... I used to play Capture the Flag a lot with my friends because yeah. we grew up in the woods. I was very good at hiding. I'm little. Yeah, I like got. True. I would like get into little spaces and just like stay there the whole time, or like move stealthily through the woods. And like, you know, I feel like I could be like if I actually wanted to hunt, which I do not. Yeah. you know, at all. But it's like I can I can pad gently in the forest and like not you know <laughs> like a little roe deer. Or yeah, something. like not make a a sound at all. Basically, I'm like a little bow and arrow. <laughs> <laughs> I just always wanted to have, have a that. suction cup on the end of the arrow. And you know what? It's funny. Those are the only ones you're oh, legally allowed to buy. Oh, little suction cup. That's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> little foley. But like, I don't know. I always wanted to be like good at that stuff, and then it's mm-hmm. like people could say, and I know that my partner would say this is like, you know, that you can do that. You can just like train and like, like get eh. better and practice. And I'm like, but I don't actually want to. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to be imbued yeah. with the power. Too like, much work. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be figured out as the chosen one, and then all of my powers just come out like Neo in the Matrix or something. Like <laughs> yeah, I want it totally. to be low effort and high yield. <laughs> Basically, uh, that's how I live, live my life. Dream. Low effort, high live yield. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> I could not creep through the woods because I feel like I have six extra limbs. Like I tripped over a laundry hamper today, so that ain't my life. I don't think. My morning started out with Ed made breakfast and promptly dropped a bottle of maple syrup into the middle of the plate, and it shattered everywhere. And then he like scraped the food onto another plate, and then wound up he was like, "I'm eating, eating glass. glass right now." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor muffin. The he was very. Though is impressive. He to was say the very least. sad about it. 
stuff. Oh, God. Apart from eating glass, how's everybody's week been going? How about you, Jen? We, we, Chris and I checked in like two days ago. Oh, so. yeah. Um, so well, I guess it's Illusion weekend. Theater of the Mind. It was last week. Okay, it was last week. Oh. <laughs> What's this last week been like for you, Jen? <laughs> Um, it's, uh, for me, it's been fairly busy. I usually, like, I, I'm an introverted person and I like a lot of downtime mm-hmm. where I'm just, like, at home, chilling out in my space and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I've had a lot to do this week. Um, and it's been really annoying at work with the rain and all of this, but, uh, okay. uh we have a, we have some, some roof leaking problems. roof problems yeah <laughs> i don't want to get into the, the details but yeah basically i came into work last monday and uh there was just um the the floor is like plywood and uh it was just like soggy and oh. it smelled like wet sawdust oh, and no. it was horrible yeah so like they just had like a, a mishap with one of the like <laughs> uh structural i don't know something something went very wrong yeah, you, and uh, it, was, yeah, it, came it was a bad scene in there yeah. you want a roof like <laughs> just in general <laughs> just yeah in general. just in general you want a roof and you want it but, to like, do the roof thing where it keeps the stuff out yeah but, like especially in vancouver you know because yeah. like, like rain city guys <laughs> you know yeah, but, uh, like, I, my work paid me back, and they gave me some free tickets to a hockey game, so that was really fun. They paid you back for I don't for think it work? was for that. I okay. think it was, like, unrelated. I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. But, uh, yeah, so we went to a preseason game, which <laughs> nice. was really fun, sitting in the lower bowl for the first time. Vancouver like, somebody Canuck who has... Boys. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> who has rowdy, tons of money. raging hockey boys. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, <laughs> I have a friend visiting from Chicago, and so I took him on a little East Van brewery tour, um, and I drank more beer than I usually do in one day, um, but it was, it was a good time, and I think he enjoyed himself as well. Right uh, yeah, and then yesterday was the cook-off, and so I spent like the good part of the afternoon making my dish for that, and then the evening nice. hanging out with my friends and eating and judging each other's food. Right on. <laughs> Tell us a little bit more about the cook-off. Um, so basically what we do is we get together every month, uh, and like the previous month we plan the theme and where it's going to be and, you know, who's hosting and all that. We is just a group of friends. Yeah, it's a group of friends. Like I'll, I'll get into the origin story, but, uh, (laughs) yeah, so what we do is we, yeah, (laughs) um, so we plan like a theme and everybody just comes up with what they want to do. It's sort of like Iron Chef where, um, a lot of the time we pick like an ingredient or a type of food or nice. like we've done a few more abstract ones um, where like at Christmas we did red and green. You had to make something red and green. <laughs> um, but yeah, generally we just do like, oh, let's make a soup or let's make a comfort food or let's make something using squash or whatever. And so like, yeah. Sweet. And so because we've been doing it for so long, like I think the first one was in 2009. Wow. Um, and oh, I love tradition. Yeah, it's really fun. <laughs> and um, it just started... Um, with four people who were living in a house together, um, my friends, uh, well, I think you know Mallory. Yes, I do. You yeah. know her much you better than I went to. As well. We went to Burning Man together. Yeah, good times. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> agree to disagree. Uh, the, the road trip, like driving down to Burning Man with Mallory was one of like the best times mm-hmm. of my Mallory life. Getting to is know her, really playing music person. and stuff yeah. like that. But Burning Man itself sucked. I ass, don't but. doubt it. <laughs> you like ran through three different body parts before you settled on ass. You're like, no, it's be- no, it that's be better ass. than Burning Man. It yeah. has to be ass. <laughs> okay, so you had Mallory. Yeah, so uh, Mallory and uh, her two roommates and another friend of theirs were just all hanging out, and one person was making a lasagna. And somebody else was like, well, I bet I could also make a lasagna. And so then all four of them decided to each make a lasagna and see whose was the best. And um, (laughs) so that was sort of the origin of that. And 
they just chose the best one. Um, and then at the next cook-off, that was the one that I attended for the first time. I just got a text message being like, we're having a chili cook-off. Come over. And nice. I was like, okay. <laughs> Don't need an excuse to eat a ton of chili. So, yeah. Um, yeah so we had probably like five or so kinds of chili. Um, and again, we didn't really get into the more specific kind of thing. Everybody just tasted them. We talked about them. And then we voted on whose was our favorite. Um, and then the one after that was the pie cook-off. Nice. Um, and that was the one where we started getting really into the categories because it was so specific. Mm -hmm. And we were like, okay, who's never made a pie before? We got to judge on whose first pie is the best. <laughs> um, like, who has the best, like, mouthfeel? Oh! Uh, whose was the most creative? And so, <laughs> so we, like, had this vintage typewriter. It was in somebody's, like, weird loft or something. Um, so East Van. Yeah, no, totally. It was, it was in this place, like, off of, uh, like, first avenue or something i can't remember um and yeah it was this really warm loft it was in march and we were just drinking like baby duck and eating all of <sighs> these pies it was a bad scene but it was really fun because yes. like, i mean it was so much sugar and just horrible liquor but uh <laughs> it was a really fun time and so yeah we had this little record of um everybody who was there on the typewriter page and uh like people's what people's pie made or what pies people made sorry yeah. mm -hmm. and uh yeah, and then we had little categories and who was the winner in this category and who was the winner in this category and who um, overall had the best pie. And then, uh, yeah, so then we decided to make it a little more intricate after that. And now, like, when people attend for the first time, we're like, oh, come to the cook-off. It's really fun. And we tell them about it. And then I don't think they're ever expecting it to be as intense as it is. <laughs> because we've had some people come and they were like, yeah, I really like the cooking and I love trying all of the food, but I don't like the judging. Like, it's so... Is it harsh? No. No, okay. it's not. Just, like, but just like, super presence. Yeah. Oh, so many categories, yeah. And if, like, so and if you're rules. not prepared for that, yeah, there are lots of rules, okay. uh, which I can get into as well. Cool. It's, Are you guys all kind of like gaming nerds a little bit too, or it's like, uh, like I don't know. I like think RPG just type. people <laughs> have like, especially the people who have been doing it for quite a long time. We've all like um, over time improved as cooks, and mm. um, everybody's starting to bring their real A game to every cook off. You know, nobody's <laughs> like, oh well, I didn't have time, so I just made this. You know, we've had people show up with like chips and salt stuff before. Been so many shitty potlucks. And the yeah, idea of, exactly. Like, a really intensive one is kind of appealing to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Like, if I have to eat this god-awful homemade hummus again. Well, exactly. Like, and so, like, it, it really motivates me, people. Fuckers. Because, like, I mean, of course there's no, like, prizes if you win. It's just the glory. But you yes. want that. Well, the glory is an <laughs> important part, yeah. really. Well, I love an excuse to, like, bust out a new recipe and, like, actually have, like, good presentation. You know, you show up yeah. and it's your best dish, at, like, serving dish or whatever. And, like, you can take the lid mm -hmm. off and it's all artfully arranged. Like, mm -hmm. I made that fucking ratatouille where you slice oh, every Oh, yeah, the one from the movie. Bit. Yeah. Yeah. Where you slice every We've single had that vegetable so too. thin, yeah, and you just yeah. like display it in like sort of a flower shape, and that oh, I love presentation mm -hmm. so much. Yeah, and um, presentation is one of the categories. So oh. even if you like totally fuck up your dish and it ends up tasting like crap, you can still get points because if it looks nice, <laughs> looks you know, nice, tastes bad. I'm like, yeah, I'll or it. if it was creative, very creative. Like we had. Um, I don't want to, like, trash people's dishes too much, but we have a couple that are, like, renowned, like, even by the people who have made them for being distinctly, like, uniquely awful. Um, one was this... Uh, we had a coconut cook-off, and um, our friend... Like, it was quite good um, overall, but, there, like, there were a couple pretty weird ones, and my friend made, like, a coconut chipotle dip. 
And it sounds pretty bad. Yeah, like, and I don't really know. It was like coconut cream and like chipotle and like vinegar. So it was and like it was sweet vinegar cream. Yeah, it was curd. super disgusting. Ugh. And she had these like chips. It's like a cement mixer. Yeah, no, it was, it was absolutely nasty. There was like one person there who really enjoyed it, but like everyone else, like unanimously, was like, "This is horrible." And I'm so sorry. I can't eat this. And, uh, but she still got points because she like busted open the coconut and, like, served the dip in the coconut hull, oh. and it looked really cool. Okay. Um, but, yeah. But it wasn't good. No, no. <laughs> and we've also had the opposite, where people make a dish where everyone's like, oh, that was really good, and they, like, loved eating it, but yeah. it doesn't, like, it's not exemplary in yeah. any category, and so mm-hmm. they end up, like, not getting a lot of points or getting yeah. no points, so... It's just the workhorse of the, yeah. of the cook-off, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's worse things you could be, but... yeah. I'd rather have the glory or the shame. Yes. You want to come out with a big feeling. You want to be notorious in one way or the other. Absolutely. I guess that's just like the reality show mentality that creeps Mm -hmm. in from the the fringes. Even though I don't really watch cooking competitions, like I see enough clips of them on Tumblr in gif form. Yeah. Generally speaking, <laughs> Great British Bake Off. Yes. My wonton! <laughs> Cutthroat Kitchen or yeah. something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. One where they stab each other. I don't know how it works mm. in the American cooking shows. They're just like the British ones. The British ones, they cuddle each other, and the American ones, they just literally stab each other with knives. Yeah. And the next. It's always crying. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. So much crying. There's crying on oh. all of them, I think. That's true. There Whenever is crying there's... in Bake Off. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've like... definitely cried while cooking before. That's but... the best time to cry. <laughs> It's just like, just, I'm just sweating. Chopping onions. It's just, just the onions, I swear. I'm just sweating my alliums. It's, it's a good emotional release. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I man. definitely have cried while chopping onions because I'm just like, well, I've already started, so yeah. it might just as well. Just go with it. Yeah. I love good. it. I love, yeah, I love cooking so much. And we did a chili cook-off with a group of friends, too, and had, like, I think... And I, I can't remember if this happened or if maybe I saw this from your guys. Do you have wooden spoons that like have things like branded into them, or was that ours? I think that must have been yeah, you. That doesn't it's sound funny. very familiar. This is like 2005 or something like okay. that, and with Bob and like yep. Oh, was, I like, remember a huge this. chili cook-off. And then yeah, I think there was like wooden spoons, like your chili spoon, mm-hmm. and then they, oh, like, I participated in that. Yeah. I helped him with his. Yeah, and yeah. then you like. They, like, burned in, like, first prize, second prize, whatever, and so then you got your spoon. I think yeah, that was I, us. Yeah, I made a mole chili for that. That was <laughs> yeah. really good. Yeah, and I remember, like, Bob made, like, a crazy, like, slow cooker and, like, made his own tortillas to yeah. go with it. And so it was, like, There was oh. a pinata. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. is this fair, like, if you're just judging the chili, but, like, he mm-hmm. made his own tortillas, too, so that, like, yeah. elevates it, you know? Yeah, the there's that, definitely, like, like, we've had some questionable times uh-huh. where, you know, um, after a while, like, we had our basic categories where we started... I think we had four categories, so we would have, like, um, presentation, Mm -hmm. creativity, Mm -hmm. um, your overall favorite, and, uh, why am I blanking on this? I just looked at the stupid thing last night. Um... (laughs) Oh, the, yeah, like the, uh, oh, the seconds, that was a big one. That was the one that started with the chili cook-off, the which one, because we were all so full. But, like, if you could eat more and if you, like, had the room in your body, uh, which one would you want more of <laughs> right now? That's a great category, actually. Yeah, because it doesn't necessarily always line up with the one that you liked the best. And you can't come in with a preconceived notion of that. Like, yeah. That's a pure, mm-hmm. like... Carolin or whatever, like the uh, the enzyme in your body that tells you to keep eating. Yeah, like it's you have to wait for that to really tell you what totally. you want. Totally, ah. you can't yeah. tell until you've had it. Gut so. instinct, would you say? You might say something like that, <laughs> you <laughs> asshole. I would. <laughs> yeah, so we started with like a few categories, and then um, like because we're very making variations on the theme every month, um, we decided like at every one we have a, the- a a category specific to the theme so it's generally like the best use of that theme okay um 
And who, then who met the brief the best? Yeah, <laughs> like who really took it to the really epitome of that theme? Yeah, you elevated that ingredient. Yeah, to it's like highest. Degree. Yeah, um, and recently we added a perceived effort category. Perceived effort <laughs> because uh, you don't always know how much work a person put in. Yeah, and sometimes like. Uh, it's really clear that they put a lot of work in and right. it might not have turned out in the way that they wanted, right. but like you want to commend that. Yeah. And okay. so you like you reached him. for the stars or you reached for the yeah. shot for the moon, but you're among the stars mm-hmm. kind of thing. Well, I, like, and it's not necessarily like if your dish turned out bad, but you worked really hard, you know, it's not like right. a fucking E for effort category, but like, um, <laughs> it's like metal. the Icarus yeah, category. You know, if somebody like, um, I don't know, made their own bread bowls or something for soup. Oh, or, okay. You know, like so y- if like you just, yeah, yeah. So if you took like a lot of, spent a lot of time on your dish or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like after we introduced that category, like we'd be going around doing the voting and some and it's like, oh, well, you know, I used homemade jam. And you're like, does that count? Like, did you make that specifically for this? No, if you already and so, made it, Yeah, exactly. And so um, people would be really trying to, like... Game the system. Yeah, So that's yeah. why people got uncomfortable, I guess, is because, like, people took it kind of seriously, or... Yeah, like, we do take it very seriously. And to <laughs> me, and to most of the other people who've been doing it for a while, that's what's fun about it, is mm-hmm. because it's so serious. And, like, it really... Um, the competition aspect of it really, like, makes you want to work hard on it and to try something mm-hmm. new and to try and make something that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, or at least really good. Yeah, so. totally. And just to like, it's the fun of impressing your friends. Yeah. A little Cause bit. like you said, oh, yeah. I mean, when you just go to a potluck, you're like, Oh fuck, I got to make a dish for this potluck. And you're like, uh, bean salad. It's fine. Yeah. And... <laughs> what I brought. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what so I'm also up... taking home in its entirety. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, I mean, it's really cool because you get to eat all of these interesting and, um, hopefully really delicious foods and then you really dissect that and you learn about what people did and like mm. how they made it and like you know maybe some new ingredients totally. so yeah I don't know it is like a potluck but it's also more yeah definitely well it's a cook-off right yeah it's not, it's a, that's in the title yeah, exactly <laughs> whereas oh I just like potluck I just go Ugh, but with the cook-off it's yeah like, it's oh, basically like I want to have a party but I don't want to make the food for it everybody who comes should have to bring food right? yeah and it's always like oh sorry I was busy so chips so it's a lot mm-hmm. of chips a whole lot of chips mm-hmm. are like a pre- and I would like sometimes just bring pre-made veggies or something because I just yeah. couldn't mm-hmm. be arsed or whatever yeah we but... had that at a barbecue where everyone was supposed to bring something to grill or like a side dish and I was like it's okay all side dishes <laughs> It was literally eight bags of chips. <laughs> there were, I think, w- two people who brought things to grill and one person who brought a side dish. And I, like, luckily had planned for that to happen. <laughs> so we made tons of food and it was fine. But I was like, Guys, my friends are jerks. <laughs> Unless there's, like, an element of glory in it. it seems yeah. Like yeah. Not any point, so, so people were like, oh, I ran out of time. Or, oh, I suck at cooking, so I didn't mm-hmm. make anything. And I'm like, okay, well, at least everybody loves chips. For your birthday that you had last year with the croquembouche and everything, because yes. I keep coming back to that, because that's like ultimate presentation. Was when Noelle walked in with that, looking like a fertility goddess, because <laughs> she was like what five months pregnant at the time, yeah. and she had this huge like massive pile tower of, of cream puffs with all like glued oh together, gold and caramel, just like swirled around, totally holding the thing together. It was such a thing of beauty. Uh, was that a? Did you have people bring food to that? As no. Well? So like, what I like to do for my birthday is feed people. And so, and and I usually, uh, like I never do like fiddly finger foods or whatever, even though I fucking love them, but they are very time consuming. So Mm -hmm. it's like for, and I never bake because I just don't ever have the supplies. I don't really have flour kicking around, but it's like, I'll do a big run 
just make like a ton of finger food and a lot of Christmas baking because my birthday's around Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, oh, it's on Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's around on Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, like Get that sympathy l- vote, girl. Literally, literally on Christmas Day. So my party is around Christmas. Yes, yeah. there you go. Um, but yeah, so then I just like made a whole bunch of food and fed everybody. And then usually I try to make like a big pot of soup as well. Mm. So it's like we'll eat all the baking, but then also have like yeah, a satisfying <laughs> meal as well. Mm-hmm. And there was real food there. There was like. You had, like, smoked salmon and capers and... That was a fucking winner. Onions and, like, yeah. rye toasts and yeah. everything. And that was just so... And Hillary, who is vegan, just kept... She would do anything but the but the salmon. salmon. And so it was still just, like, this elaborate, like... Almost like a Dagwood sandwich canapé kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, because I, like, I had vegan cream cheese and then lots of raw onions and radish and stuff. And it was, like, super tasty oh, and God. capers. Mm-hmm. I ate very well. I was not at that party long because I had, like, two other things I had to do that day, which... So sorry. It's I should have prioritized you completely. No, it's fine. I... I don't think I like the other things I was doing. I always do my, I always do my parties open house style yeah. where it's just like People like came in by. and I mod up all yeah. this food and then I was like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's fine. Yep, yeah, that's how we do sometimes. <laughs> and I met a bunch of people and it was so slapdash that I forgot that I'd met like Lauren Martin and yeah. her mom that day and they, she got all astrology at me. Yes. Which was great, honestly. Yeah. She knew I was a Pisces right off the top. <laughs> I have uh, my one friend, Noelle, uh, the aforementioned fertility goddess of mm. cream puffs, <laughs> which I think we'll just refer to her Yeah, as that's that. a good nickname. I don't know if she would like that or hate it. Yeah. So. Well, cream puff goddess then. Mm-hmm. How about instead of fertility goddess? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, she she's always like, oh, come to my house and we'll have a potluck. And so then people will bring food and she's like, oh, I actually made like a bajillion. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Because you start to expect things, yeah. people to not bring things and then you can't decide what to make. So you're like, oh, well, I'll just make this. She and always I'll make makes this like well. two huge salads and like mm. all the stuff, like marinated things to grill and whatever. And it's like, we all brought our own stuff too. Mm-hmm. So what do we do? And then we just eat our faces off and it's a I delight. Think it's the best. Everybody should just bring a shitload of like Tupperware to take <laughs> yeah. like, an assortment mm-hmm. home. I think mm-hmm. is a good yeah. idea. That's probably. the thing that happens a lot at cook-offs too. Like yeah. if we do have leftovers, everyone just goes in the kitchen and like, if you're still hungry, you can just make a plate and you mix all the things together and it's really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and a lot of people end up, like, taking home a Tupperware full of, like, a little bit of everybody's dishes. Right on. Yeah, I like that. I'm curious, like, what's, uh, do you have, like, a favorite one that you've done? Oh, man. We have had a lot of really good ones. Um, I think one that I really liked was a couple of years ago we did a fusion cook-off. Okay. Oh. Um, and it was the second iteration of that one. Like, we'd done one years prior, and then we thought it was so fun we wanted to do that again. Um and it was I think in June and it was at our friend's place in Capitol Hill and they just have like this nice patio space and you can like look out over Burnaby um and we had like you guys go to Seattle for your cook oh (laughs) (laughs) the Capitol Hill yeah just yeah the little one further east than yeah um (laughs) yeah and basically the theme was to take two different uh like styles of cooking from Mm -hmm. different parts of the world and just like smash them together um so I'm trying to remember some of the dishes. Uh, somebody made like a um, Vietnamese salad roll, but like with BLT ingredients. So they had like coconut bacon and oh um, like vegan mayo and uh, tomatoes. So that so was really cool. So is it a cool. vegan cook-off? Yes. Uh, so everything is vegan. And because that's because when uh, we started, like at least three of the members mm-hmm. were fully vegan. Mm-hmm. And I think like some people are not vegan anymore, um, but we still do it that way then because everyone gets to try everything right? yeah it's like the most inclusive of mm-hmm. foods <laughs> and and it makes it a little more challenging for people who are used to cooking only vegetarian or cooking with meat and mm-hmm. so totally. um yeah it's really cool to branch out and uh just sort of develop your skills in different ways totally 
Um, yeah, and, and one of the really cool things about it is that, like, a lot of people, when they don't cook vegan food or they don't eat vegan food, they're like, oh, well, I don't like that because, you know, I don't like soy or whatever. And you're like, you can do so much stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, like, when you learn to just rely on what you already have instead of being like, okay, well, I need to buy this, like, fake meat thing <laughs> or, you know, I need to eat tons and tons of beans then like it's not very interesting no, but <laughs> yeah <laughs> you <can do> that. <laughs> yeah but you can do so much um and like there's a lot of flavor combinations that are just really fun to mm-hmm. try and i'm super into it i, I love vegan cooking. me too and i have that like veganomicon oh, i love a, the veganomicon it's a total bible like yeah it's such a i almost all of my cookbooks are vegan cookbooks actually yeah, yeah. like i would say that i cook vegan probably like 85 to 90 percent of the time you know I, I could never really give up cheese but um i love cooking vegan food and it's definitely the easiest way for mm-hmm. me to cook mm-hmm. most of the time um and i just i feel better yeah about totally. it because then you're like not just throwing in meat for the sake of like mm-hmm. oh, okay well we need protein whatever totally yeah and it makes like, you think uh, more about your food yeah when whenever i do any potluck thing or i know that like people are coming over i try to do vegan as much as possible because yeah. it's like well, everybody can yeah have everyone it. can have it so it's like if you eat meat you can still eat the vegan food yeah, and you'll be sure. fine yeah and like maybe you'll be delighted you know yeah. or like bring something yeah, of your own if vegan you want. some beef carpaccio yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> it's like i just want to be able to feed the most people at once right, right. so it's like how do you make it the yeah. most inclusive totally and that's like what we do with thanksgiving like you mm-hmm. know we, we always make a turkey but then aside from the turkey turkey and the stuffing and the gravy that was actually or the turkey stuffing that was mm-hmm. inside the bird everything yeah. else is vegan yeah and so then we just let the vegans serve themselves first so we make sure that everybody who has dietary restrictions can get something to eat and yeah. then you know everyone who eats meat can try what they like yeah so. get at that bird I like it. <laughs> totally. yeah i saw something on like mallory's facebook was like yeah i've got three thanksgiving yeah. this year that's the perfect amount <laughs> holy smokes yeah i just have one which i'm excited about my it's it's a potluck which mm-hmm. normally i'm like Ugh, but it's family potluck and i'm like mom you're making your sausage stuffing or not your sausage sorry your chestnut stuffing mm, she's nice. like she's like or apparently I'm making chestnut stuffing, so yeah. I'll be there with that. So, I mean, I'm like, I called mashed potatoes because I love making mashed potatoes. Great. So it's just like everybody gets to t- choose the thing that they're mm-hmm. best at, right? So yeah, Or like... I choose for them because I determine who's best at what. <laughs> <laughs> because ours has gotten so big over the past, like, I think we have 19 or 20 people coming That's this year. That's huge. And last year was even bigger. It was 23, and I was like, I really want to keep it 20 and under this year totally. <laughs> because, like, it's just hard to fit that many people in my house. It's not yeah. that big of a place. <laughs> um, and because Tamara lives in the basement, it's good that we can also use her stovetop and oven Um, so it does make it easier that way but Mm -hmm. oven space is really at a premium because we have to put the turkey in one oven and then you know lentil loaf in the other oven and like roasting yams and all this and so I've sort of farmed out a couple of things for people because you always run out of side dishes and so I like Mm -hmm. was texting my mom being like oh do you want to make something and you know my friend and I was like oh everyone likes that yeah that's awesome it is it really is like she does Christmas and because uh, we like doing Thanksgiving so much she's like I've never even tried in like the past four years to organize my own Thanksgiving. Totally. I'm like, I'll just go to yours. I so. just seed to your yeah. whims. <laughs> that was one it of sound like good whims, honestly. Yeah. That was one of the things that made me feel like such a like adult when I was 23 and I had a big Thanksgiving thing yeah. at the Larch House. Oh, yeah. Which was like a super fun house. We used to do a lot of cooking stuff yeah, like together as Larch well. Or something? Something or? like that. Yeah. Fourth, I think. Okay. Back um, when it was affordable to live in Kitsilano. Yeah. It was a really, <laughs> like really five nice... five of your closest friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was like a townhouse yeah. and it was really awesome mm-hmm. and we had good like... Well, some good neighbors, some bad neighbors, whatever. But, like, <laughs> we had That's a big Thanksgiving is. thing, and my mom came. 
And I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. Like it's actually the like student has become the master. Yeah. <laughs> like I get to I get to host my family mm-hmm, yeah. at this thing and all of our friends and it was really awesome. And like, yeah, Noelle's mom came, like every all, all the parents yeah. came, we basically cooked for them. It felt really good. It does. It's yeah. awesome to have your family eat your food and be like, Oh wow, this is amazing. Like mm-hmm. I finally like I've reached the point now, like I used to not um, enjoy cooking because I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And then once you really push yourself to just like figure it out and like you get better at it. Mm-hmm. And that's part something that has really happened with the cook-offs. Um, like a lot of us started off like not knowing what we were doing. And a lot of us like thought we were okay cooks, but like we didn't really have a big repertoire. And mm-hmm. like it's really helped so many of us get to that point where we're like really confident in our skills and just really love being in the kitchen. Um, and I finally reached the point where my mom is like, you're a better cook than me now. Holy and crap. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing because like I feel like there's two types of people. Like the there's the people who are like, oh, my parents' cooking is absolute garbage. You know, it's just like steamed vegetables that are like soggy Ooh. and like crummy meat. But um, yeah, and then people who love their mom's cooking and like mm-hmm. when they go home, they get to eat their parents' food and they're like, oh yeah, yeah this is the best. Um, yeah, and my mom was always quite adventurous, like sweet with cooking because she was a vegetarian like back in the '90s when there were way less options. <laughs> um, and you know, tofu dogs tasted like newspaper. And <laughs> um, yeah, so we ate some pretty interesting things growing up, um, but we always really liked the stuff that she made and um yeah so to get that kind of compliment to be like oh yeah you know i can't do it as well as jennifer does now so you get the full name i do it's only my family yeah i I forget that that's my name (laughs) until i hear my family every time i hear a catherine i was like oh jesus yeah (laughs) are you gonna ticket or what like it's always the portent of trouble yeah indeed taxes boo Mm. wait yes yay taxes i love paying taxes yeah very important super important Mm -hmm. Uh, unless you're a very very rich man who can afford to get people (laughs) to skip taxes for you but we won't talk about that Uh. it just came out because it's everything i hear every moment of every Mm -hmm. day if i open the internet it's just like barfing on me way too Um, much information i don't want to totally know about my mother i think is still a better cook than me it's it's close i you know this summer was really weird because a it was hot so i didn't feel like cooking because yeah. it's just like Bleh. i'll just have a salad or something <laughs> mm-hmm. but i i eat like shit all throughout the summer, for summer. So normally it's the best season for me because it's like everything's in season mm-hmm. yeah it's fresh, fresh it's delicious mm-hmm. but i was like depressed the whole summer and i still kind of am but i realized like i was like okay i'm depressed so i'm giving myself the option to like just not cook if i don't feel up to yeah. it yeah so I didn't, and then I ate a lot of shitty food, uh-huh, and which... I also didn't do the thing that I really like doing when I make time to do it. I felt, I, I was yeah. like, oh, I gotta take the pressure off so I don't do it so much, so I'm not mm-hmm. constantly forcing myself to do it, but then in that, I just stopped doing it entirely. You miss out on much. the joy of actually, like, slow cooking something. Yeah. It's really fun and yeah. really soothing. It super is, and that's, like, the second that the temperature kind of went down, I was like, alright, this is my time, because mm-hmm. I'm very, if, apart from, like, having horrible SAD, I uh, I love the fall. Like, it's the perfect, it's such a, such a basic quite girl face. <laughs> like, the fucking fall is so good. It is, so. I look like a leaf that's changing <laughs> right now. Like, three people have told me that in the last day. Basically, well, and you got your, strangers. like, mustard skirt on, too. Oh, yeah, this yeah, borrowed like, yellow, yellow skirt and that orange. I borrowed from you. You can uh, borrow it any time. It looks very cute on you. Uh, so cute, my little skirt set. <laughs> um, and so I, so I made, like, a proper chicken stew the other night, and, uh, oh, man, with barley. Like, barley's so fucking good, and it was just, like, I, I got fresh time and mm-hmm. 
uh, bay leaves and stuff. And it was just mm-hmm. really like just letting it all kind of come together, just like the blurbling yeah. noise of it. On the yeah, it's very soothing so, like, to make like <laughs> one pot meals, you know, yes. like soups and chilies. It just Such has that homey person. feeling. Yeah, yeah. I love you're very soup. very good at soups. I'm yeah. a real. Soup, uh, the next cookup is is soup. If you guys feel like attending that, oh. <laughs> oh, that I do make a really good yeah. vegan mushroom soup because I'm like I want to have mushroom soup, but I don't want to have cream because mm-hmm. it's like super heavy. I love cream of mushroom soup, yes. and that is my favorite. I yes. do a pretty. I could do like a roasted cauliflower flour yeah there's so many options and i feel like it's a good one for first timers who are like intimidated by the whole cook-off process because everybody has like at least one soup that that they love making actually Ooh, i can make my dukabor borscht i have so many fun soup i'm sorry what my dukaborsh no wait it sounds like a villain from star trek deep space nine okay the the dukabors were kind of cardassian It's kind of like Russian-y Amish. Okay. Um, and like very, very like in, in like Kaslo, Nelson, like okay. Eastern BC, like a lot of settlements of, of Dukabors. And they have like... Oh, it's a, a real like type of person. Yeah. How do you spell this? Like Dukabor. I don't know. It's, <laughs> we can look it up. But I, okay. I don't know too much about their history, but my uncle loves them. And he's very like fact man. And he tells us a lot of history about the Dukabors. Um, but he taught me how to make this... Dukabor borscht and the secret which I've now employed in like other soups is like you have chunks of potatoes in there but then you also make mashed potatoes on the oh. side and then you add the mashed potatoes to the hot liquid and it makes and it, it makes really it nice and rich and creamy yeah Ooh. that's nice there's a lot of fried cabbage in it and you don't even use a beet you just like <gasps> good yeah it's like not a beet borscht are it's... you a beet hater I'm not a beet hater but, but you're not like... a beet lover no okay no, yeah. it's like I'm the same way with so many different things. Like uh, cilantro, I I like I love the flavor of cilantro, but sometimes it's, it's just, just everywhere. Yeah, and I'm just like, relax, Vietnam. Like this yeah. is too much <laughs> in my food right now. But that's like a that's my white lady expression of it. Um, you can finish the kombucha oh, if you like. Thank it. you. Uh, and I and beets like I like a beet. I like a roasted beet or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I just. They're very sweet and they kind of take mm. over. And I'm, I'm the same yeah. way with like kernels of corn in things that are not just like corn. Yeah, I'd like okay. to eat a, an ear of corn or like have a creamed corn even or yeah. something mm-hmm. like that. But when you put corn in other things that isn't like cornbread, I'm just kind of like, it's weird. I want this to be savory and it's all like bursts of yeah. sweetness. Mm-hmm. And I feel the same way about beets. Okay. Fair enough. I like making like proper, there's so many different kinds of borscht that I make. Yeah, I like golden mm-hmm. beets very much. I yeah. love Those golden are beans. wonderful. Yeah. They don't have the same kind of like, they don't have that earthy yeah yeah something different about sugariness the borscht that i grew up with that we would always have for like polish christmas vigilia which is christmas eve is just like clear it's like a consomme like a clear broth Mm -hmm. but beet broth so it's like just red looks like red wine basically and then you'd have a little bit of maybe sour cream if you wanted to and some dill and stuff but then i also make a borscht that's just like let's not throw away all the chunks of all the fiber mm-hmm. <laughs> and like you know like you make the beet soup and then you like put the Swish immersion blender in there and just make oh, it kind of yeah. chunky yeah. that's like my favorite i made a really good um because i get a uh like a produce delivery bin every couple oh, weeks fun. and so spud or? yeah it's spud and then um like in i have it set to have them send me mostly local stuff like Sweet. first off local stuff and so in the winter you get a lot of beets and potatoes and leeks mm-hmm. and so I was like okay well what else can I make with beets and I'm like <laughs> looking up all of these like weird beet recipes because like the two main things that you do with beets like we make um, borscht and like a beet salad with like mm-hmm. feta and pistachios and mm-hmm. mint mm-hmm. and uh yeah. Yeah, but you get kind of sick of eating the same things. And so I looked up this, like, article of ten different beet recipes or whatever. Um, and I found you this... You can't one. beat this, yeah. it was probably oh, called. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. It was on, like, Bon Appetit or whatever, but I can't remember. <laughs> um, but I tried this one soup that was a beet, roasted beet soup 
um, with buttermilk and caraway, and it was mm. a blended soup. And Sounds yeah, very Russian. Yeah, it was really good. Mm. I had. Um, I, Russian food is something that I've just never like. Eastern European food is something that I've only experienced by going to like Ukrainian Christmas mm. or, or I guess Polish Christmas and Ukrainian Christmas. Are they both on the same day? Uh, no, Polish they do Christmas Eve, and then they also do like an Epiphany. Who does January seventh? That's, that's the Ukrainian? Ukrainians. Yeah, oh, okay, and Orthodox. The the, the yeah. food is pretty similar mm-hmm. in some ways, but the, the, I know the Ukrainian one has like wheat berries and like honey and stuff, and that one's a really like nice little mm. dish. But the uh, but for I don't really have any because I don't have any Eastern European in my in my family history as far as I know, yeah. at least not close enough to have had the cuisine. Mm-hmm. But when I was in Seattle, I popped into a place that it said it was like a dumpling house, mm. and the thing was is they were using that kind of racist Chinese font. Oh no! So I was like under but like but like pop art style. Okay, so kind of like this is weird. Okay, I'm going in here, but it was like called like comrade something so it was like it was actually like a russian yeah. food and so they're making russian dumplings but the people working there were like malaysian and and like southeast asian and so it's this i guess it was fusion yeah i guess a but, fusion but what i got was it felt very russian mm. so it was like these little potato dumplings with um oh my god they were so good with like uh, like caramelized onions i'm totally salivating with <laughs> caramelized onions inside but there were at least these little like little tiny things and they were in this bowl and then they would ladle like like a rice vinegar broth or like a like a um, not rice um like a cider vinegar broth mm. over top of it Ooh. and then a glob of cream che- or sour cream yes. and then some dill on top and oh. it was just so, I love it was that such, like sourness yes yeah. I'm yeah. such a vinegar just gotta freak, add a so. couple tablespoons of vinegar to your borscht it's just so to good. everything that I yeah. eat for all the time and I'm just like Oh, it was divine. It was mm-hmm. too hot for the... It was so hot on the day. I was like, I don't even care. Just, like, yeah. pouring sweat into the bowl. It was so mm-hmm. delicious. And I had, like, a big old glass of vino verde for some uh, reason like that. Cause, great. Why not? Because why the hell not? It was, like, probably one of the best meals I had on my trip down south. Nice. So mm-hmm. I got to go to Poland for the first time. So it's, like... Yeah, I had Polish cooking from my dad, like a lot growing up. But then to finally go to Poland and do a little bit of, like, you know, exploring your roots... Uh, I learned your about root a, vegetables. Yeah, <laughs> exploring your root cellar, <laughs> but like having like actually experiencing and like learning about other kinds of food. So I learned about jurek, which is sourdough Ooh. soup. <gasps> it's incredibly good. Oh my god, I love sourdough. And it's one of those things where it's like food. the the sourdough starter, you know, that gets passed down from babcha yeah, to babcha to babcha okay. to babcha. Like, <laughs> and then you have How many different kerchiefs has it mm-hmm. seen? Yeah, and like it is like usually pretty meat heavy, like sausages and like a hard boiled egg even in the mm, soup. Oh, wow. um, but just you could do it uh, vegetarian as well. And like you can buy the little packs of like sourdough starter, like jurek yeah. soup, like at the Polish deli. <laughs> really? Yeah. And so wow. uh, when I got back from Poland after eating like tons of like tartare and pierogies and like, all kinds of amazing food and drinking, like, the best vodka I've ever had in my life. I felt so healthy and vibrant. Mm-hmm. I was like, all I've eaten is salt and all I've drank is vodka. But, like, I, I, jeans I, I've, I've never it. felt more, like, healthy and yeah. powerful. <laughs> so I'm like, is there, like, some kind of weird yeah. genetic memory? That's so fascinating. I wonder. I have no idea. But I felt good. I'm like, this is my food. So I went back to Scotland because uh, when I was living in Scotland, I jumped over to Poland for a week. Um, and cooked a big feast for all of my roommates. So I should make you some food. It was like I would love that bul- bulgur wheat and like mm. harvested mushrooms and onions as like a side dish. Mm. And like great. yeah, blueberry pierogies for vodka. dessert. Oh yeah. yeah, and I brought back like really really good vodka. Oh. Yeah, hit me up in three weeks. Yesterday <laughs> was the first. I so it's been a week since I've had an alcoholic drink. Not that I'm an alcoholic, but that mm. I really like. You just it. wanted and, to take a break. And I'm yo well, yeah. And I just I'm I'm somebody who would easily like if I was having a hard time, I might have like regular. If everything is totally copacetic, I may have four to six a week, which is pretty much what doctors say. Yeah, is it's like, like that's normal. totally healthy. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's super healthy. Um, but 
lately it was, it was like closer to two a day or okay. three a day yeah. even. And you I was like, like this, this is a little I bought, I bought like a big four liter box of Chabertin wine <laughs> and it was gone inside of a week. Oh, I was no. like, this is like, I wasn't the only one drinking it, but I was also kind of the only one drinking mm. it. So it was just like, oh, I'm self-medicating and that's not good. So let's just see how I feel. And so after a week, like I feel, I've been, like I said, sleeping like a baby. So clearly like drinking at night is not a great yeah, plan for yeah. me. I usually try not, to, <laughs> I try not to drink after 930 because it just makes you feel like shit. It kind of does. You know? Yeah. And I wake like, up I mean, at, like, maybe it's just getting old, but like it's, uh, alcohol. It's bit, yeah. 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 But I, 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 if I have like more than three drinks in a night, I, I wake up in like at three o'clock in the morning yeah. and just like have a bit of a headache. And, mm-hmm. I'm, and, then I and think, you're all pasty. But I, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think about it. I'm like, I shouldn't have done that. And then the guilt wakes me up yeah, for a longer yeah. period of time. So it's like <laughs> my body is definitely sending those messages. So yesterday was the first day I was like, I want to have a drink. Mm. So after a week, it was just like, it's Saturday night. I don't have anything to do. I'm at home. I would love to just have like, I would love to like pop down to El Santo and have a Paloma, which you introduced <laughs> me oh, to, yeah. whether or not you know it. Such so. a good drink. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So I was just like, I could do that or I could do that. And then I just like kind of went out and got some ginger beer. Yeah, don't break the chain. No, it's great. It's like good. yeah, keeping yeah. it going, it feels Something nice. that is really like, um, I mean, again, yeah, I'm not like a person who medicates with alcohol and I'm not like, you know, oh, I can't live without booze or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like something that is really curbed, just like the, oh, I'll just have a beer kind of tendency in me was learning to drive. Um, yeah. Because totally. now that I have my Anne, if I want to drive, I'm not supposed to have any alcohol at all. Totally. And so like a lot of the times I'll be like, oh, well, it's more important for me to be able to like drive to this place and come home yeah. than it is for me to have one or two drinks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'll be like, oh, well, I want a beer, but I'll just have this San Pellegrino and mm-hmm. like, it's fine. Thank God I, for I like water. having, I like having yeah. the external, like, regulation in place a little bit because yeah. it's like when I'm left to my own devices it's like well I don't like you were saying oh, like <laughs> sorry you are the one who started this in me so it's all your fault Hamilton yes. <laughs> oh no <laughs> I've resisted so far yeah to, try it as long as you can because once it happens it happens hard <laughs> it's like puberty <laughs> you fight it are you there God but like you were saying you know oh I'm at home I don't have anything to yeah. do like there's nothing stopping me mm-hmm. so it's like why don't like I'm not going out I'm not so it's like I really do need a little external regulation otherwise yeah. it's just like ah, eh, why not just get mm-hmm. a couple of that's, glasses of wine or that's whatever that's my, my worst thing because if it's not a, it's the same thing with anything that I like in excess like good food or junk food there's even. no reason like, why I shouldn't if it's, do that. Yeah. If it's there, and yeah. if I have, like, a taste for it or a desire for it, I won't stop until it's gone. Mm-hmm. So it needs to, like, kind of not be there, or yeah. I need to, like, have something that says I'm not having that at all right now. I'm not the kind of person who's good at that kind of moderation, okay. where they're, like, at the end of the day, I'm like, there's a two squares of chocolate, yeah. <laughs> and that's my treat. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> and a handful of almonds. And a handful uh. of almonds. Just activated almonds. <laughs> Just put them up your butt. (laughs) Activate those for you. That's how you activate them. You put them in your butt. (laughs) I'm a food scientist. But the drink, the drink thing, like, and and it really kind of comes back to the cooking thing. Is that the um, what I miss is kind of the ritual of the because the drink is the. uh, You know, you have that one sip, Mm. and it just kind of it just sort of kind of goes down warm, and you're like. Ooh, that's mm-hmm. the stuff mama like, you yeah. know, so I, like you've never said that to yourself quietly. <laughs> I've never, ever said that. <laughs> you might do it now. Maybe. <laughs> Put that bug in your ear. Uh, and so I was like, oh God, I can't just like have a Coke Zero or like a glass of plain water. That's so sad. Plain water. Like, plain water. That's for boobs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I've been like trying to come up with mocktails or something. Because mm-hmm. when I put like two things together in a glass, it like it satisfies that need to like 
the, to like create an alchemy yeah. or something like that. So like I'm a mixologist. Mm-hmm. So I've been like getting, you know, like lemon San Pellegrino and like a really hardcore gingery ginger beer and just mixing them together and like having that with like a little lime wedge or nice. something. A friend of mine, um, the one of the hosts of the cook-off last night, um, she just had a baby. Um, and she loves beer. And mm-hmm. so, like, during her pregnancy, she became, like, a connoisseur of non-alcoholic beer. Uh, and now she's well. like, yeah, I just drink it because I like it. Wow. You know? And, and so, like, she has this um, case of, like, President's Choice non-alcoholic, like, red ale in her fridge right now. Really? And I tried it. It's actually, like, not bad. Mm-hmm. Huh. It satisfies that need to have a beer. Yeah. When you just yeah. really feel like having a beer. Yeah, I'm a fan of, uh, my mom used to make shandies all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. With, non- with O'Doul's and mm-hmm. lemonade or whatever. Oh, that's nice. And it's damn delicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, you gotta, you kinda gotta replace it with something special, that's why you, otherwise you really do feel like you're missing out. I yeah, think. yeah, totally. And, uh, sorry. Oh, no, I don't remember what I was gonna say, it's fine. <laughs> um, Chelsea Peretti, I heard on her podcast, she, like, she doesn't drink alcohol at all. Oh, really? One of her... A lot of comics don't drink. Yeah, mm. I think you're just around alcohol all the time, mm. and you're just like, I could... You have regulation I, problems, you gotta be yeah, really if I, yeah, if I drink, I would drink all the time every day because that's where my job is, you know? So I think yeah. a lot of people are just like, cut me off, yeah. please. But she does, it's like either sparkling water or maybe ginger ale, but a little bit of elderflower syrup. Oh, nice. And a little bit of apple cider vinegar. So then mm. it has that like fermenty kind of oh, taste. Oh, why I like it. kombucha so mm-hmm. much. Yeah. I didn't think I would, but then it like has that kind of like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I don't know. That doesn't, but, it doesn't say that to me when I drink it. <laughs> Sometimes it does. It literally says so, that. Yeah. The ones that I like the best, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that seems, like, a tasty... And so I've got apple cider vinegar. Mm-hmm. I like to add that just to fizzy water. And I'm going to look for that like elderflower syrup. Of... I think I saw some mm-hmm. at, like, a... At a... What do you call it? The uh, the fancy grocery. Yeah. Donald's? Whole Foods? Donald's? Mm-hmm. Like a, see, Donald's is the fancy one to me, because that's the fanciest oh. one I have. Donald's is the regular one for me. Yeah. Well, I have to, mm-hmm. I have to go to the key, uh, you know, in New Westminster okay. to get there. So I, like, cross a, foot, a pedestrian footbridge, <laughs> which feels very... It feels like an know. epic journey. <laughs> Like, I'm going to put the ring in Mount Doom or something. <laughs> Sorry, that was for you. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're a big Lord of the Rings nerd, so. Um, I don't know anything other nerd. than that part uh, about it. It's like, yep, they go to a mountain for the thing, and they put it in, but it bites his finger, and ah! <laughs> that's what I know. <laughs> like, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, that sums it Some up. Some details yeah. missing, but. Some know. other things happen, but that's yeah. the gist. Oh, so it is. How are we doing? Uh, we've got 45 minutes already. You want to take a break? Take a little yeah, sure, break. It. Okay, we'll be back. And we're back. <laughs> After eating some cookies. Some delicious hot I still have some, but I'll save it. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I try can, not to crunch into the microphone. I can also turn this off so you can finish your cookie. <laughs> no, no, I'm you good. Were, you were I'm just good. telling us about the, the most recent cook-off, mm-hmm. where the theme was pickles and preserves. Yeah, so... And you had to... Yeah. That was like a... a planning one because we had a little bit of time between our um, last cook-off in the summer, which was uh, barbecue on July 1st. Nice. Um, and so then, yeah, in the summertime... Oh, we always do it on the 1st? or No, or we don't always. It just ended up that way. Canada uh, barbecue. Yeah, it was supposed to be in June, but we had to reschedule because of the weather. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, we ended up having a beautiful barbecue cook-off at my house on uh, Canada Day. But, right um, yeah, so then after that, we decided to do pickles and preserves. So you take something from the summer and you preserve it in some way, and then you use it in your entry. And so um, I just, we were looking through some pictures on my phone of the entries. So um, we had sort of a stir fry here that Mallory made with uh, pickled mushrooms and tempeh and seared uh, corn 
<laughs> Sorry, Katie, I know you're oh, not I'm, a I'm, corn fan. It's not like a, a trigger or something. <laughs> it's just, uh, I just found I it funny because we were talking it. about it. I would eat the It was really thing. good. It was really good. And mm-hmm. bok choy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so just the brininess of the mushrooms and uh, the salty It's very soy attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, that is stunning. That must have won for best presentation. Um, I can't remember, actually. You'll it see a couple other ones. It comes with a signature cocktail yes, of some kind, it's, which it's is a, always a good, um, it's a good sign. In every, every reality show type competition where it's like, oh, and then my dish also has a signature cocktail mm-hmm. to go with it. It's like, Ooh, And then Mary Mary yeah. pops out like, all right, give it over here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so this is Chris's, and he used uh, three different kinds of preserved apples. So he has like a um, savory apple butter here, okay. and then like an apple huh. uh, slaw, and then this is an apple cider that he made. Um, <gasps> wow! Yeah, it was it was a very interesting dish, I'm and so like delighted by yeah, that. it was a really surprising flavor combination that really worked. The cocktail has a flower floating in it. Yes, it's, it's a so... it's a nesturtium, Ooh, which are totally too. edible. Um, yeah, this was a really good one. This was actually the winner. Um, so this is a pickled potato that has been uh, seared on a grill, and then underneath, you can't really see in the picture, but there's like a tahini sauce, and then this, I think, is a balsamic syrup and just chives. That's gorgeous. Yeah, there's little flowers floating around and just, you good know, like... plating. My God, this is serious business. It I really is. I, no. Yeah, I really, then, I really am into, like... It's like borderline TV, really. Like, <laughs> plate dressing, where it's, like, there's classes that where you, you can take. tweezers to put things down. I or... know, yeah, watching a lot of chef's table, where it's, like, <laughs> oh, We were man. talking about that last night. You just, like, yeah. pin to their chef shirt, chef yeah, shirt. tweezers, or, like, I've seen, like, where they do, like... I've got a paintbrush, and I put the paintbrush in the sauce, and I paint a stripe mm-hmm. on the plate. It's like, that's cool! Yeah, there's, there's a lot of, uh, at the cook-offs, you see a lot of people using the back of a spoon to make, like, a smear yes. of sauce. Like, that's a very popular one. And um, oh, then yeah. this is the final dish. This was mine. I made, like, a um, lemon seitan chicken. Mm. And so the... Um, this is a preserved lemon on the side here. And then the sauce was made with a rhubarb lemon marmalade that I made. Wow. Nice. Wow. It looks delicious. Yeah. It, it turned looks out really very good. Mm-hmm. It super yeah. looks like, like spare ribs or something like mm-hmm. that. It looks beautiful. Ugh, um, gorgeous. It's funny. Like, I have a few friends that really get into pickling and they mm-hmm. like go to Chilliwack and get like a big, like shit ton of cucumbers mm-hmm. and like make pickles out of it. And it's like, oh, I love doing I love all that stuff, right you know, like, <laughs> but I never do. Just, yeah. I think we talked about this mm-hmm. before. Like, it seems like so much Canning work. Is something I did that quite I... a lot of it this summer, mm-hmm. actually. I yeah, I was I was following your tweets. I just mm-hmm. like liking all of them. So, like, <laughs> at least someone's doing something yeah. productive right now. Uh, putting up your cans. Yeah. Uh, and I just I've seen so many of them blow up, or had them blow up in my house or something like that. That I just like, I can't. I for sure made like a sauce or a soup or something and gave it to a friend. Is mm-hmm. like, look, I made nice me. canning. I oh, oh it okay. blew up in your kitchen. Yeah. Great. Oh no! That was me that did that. Too. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, <laughs> but yours was not the only time that's happened. That was the only time it's happened with soup, and it was it was funny because it was like a it was like a vegetable soup, and it was the same color as my kitchen because I had this like super eighties like seventies. Oh yeah, avocado colored everything <laughs> in my old like place near uh, Central Park in Burnaby. Oh yeah, and it like. I couldn't tell what it was for the for like a day because it's like it had come down the cabinet, but it was the same color oh no. as the cabinet, so I like didn't Ew. notice it. I'm so I was like, sorry. It's so hey, I mean, I'm sure it was delicious before it blew up. Yeah. I don't think it was your fault, but yeah, I was just I'm scared of canning because of mm-hmm. like the possible explosion of shards yeah. aspect mm-hmm. when you like take them out. Like if you drop it, and it just blows up, and you get like mm. hot. Oh, God, a, a bean bun exploded on my chest the other day. I'm surprised I don't have invisible burns. <laughs> oh, 
But yeah, I'm scared of I'm scared of it. It seems very. Scientific. I was really scared of the like, um, you know, bacterial element because oh, yeah. oh, if you mess it up, you're gonna die of botulism poisoning. But it's like it's scary. pretty easy to not do that. Yeah, <laughs> like if people you, have been canning for hundreds about of it, years. It probably won't. Happen. Yeah, like yeah. basically, as long as your jars are clean and as long as you keep them in the little water thing for a long enough time, you're good right. to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't listen for them all to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a yeah. It, I really. My mom can't. My mom started canning. My grandma. My grandma always canned. My mom is very like she was corporate for the longest time, and she worked until she was probably or until I was about fourteen or fifteen, and then she sort of retired. Um, and then she was bored because my dad was still working at that time. She's like, well, "What the fuck am I gonna do? I'm gonna consult part of the time." And then like anytime something bad would happen on the news, like after September 11th, she started canning like full <laughs> time because she was just like, I got to watch this, but I got to do something. Yeah. So she like had the 24 hour news on it. She's like making corn salsas and, and jam and all these kinds of things. And it's just <laughs> like, it was uh comfort canning. I think mm-hmm. that she was doing. So that's, that's my association with it. So it doesn't seem like something that's relaxing. She's oh, okay. just like, I have to stay busy because mm-hmm. the world's falling apart. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but there is, that's what we got. At we least you've got that. preserves if there's doomsday. <laughs> was it Tamara that we talked about that with? Like the whole thing about homesteading? I think so, yeah. Mm. So your housemate, um, we were, we talked about that, that whole, mm. like, why are we getting so into this domesticity stuff? Is like, are we just waiting for the apocalypse so <laughs> we have some like usable skills after the fact? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Who's to say? Yeah. I really, yeah. I really like pickled stuff. But okay, you know what? I really go for some pickles. You know what I don't like, though? Even though, like, every time I eat it, I'm like, yeah, but normally I'm like, uh, whatever, is, like, the red cabbage that everyone makes, like, their own, like, red sauerkraut, basically. Right. Mm. And it's, like, it gets put on, like, tacos and stuff That's all the true, time, yeah. and I'm just like, too much with the red cabbage, mm. god damn it. Like, I like me some old-fashioned sauerkraut. <laughs> yeah. I tend to prefer the, like, <laughs> yeah. clear, soggy, yeah, really vinegary. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That sounds really good. Mm-hmm. I need that on a veggie hot dog right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With some mustard. Oh, I just love sour things. Yeah, me like, too. Just vinegar forever. It's probably not good for your teeth. Eh, that's Hopefully good for it's your good guts, for everything though. else. Yeah. yeah. Can I just, like, siphon it in or something like that? Can siphon? I, like, a, I want to put, like, caps on my teeth. So just, just put a mouth guard in and then... <laughs> my vinegar mouth guard. Yeah. So I can just have as much acid food as I want. <laughs> the bottom half falls off of me. <laughs> I just really like it. Like I, I, I almost drink balsamic. Like it's like it's a drink mm-hmm. kind of. Like I, I make last night. I made for my dinner because I was home alone. Uh, the thing that I always like to make if I if I want to treat myself well, but it's just for me, is I make like quinoa salad caprese. Mm. So I'll get like um, little mini bocconcinis and slice them up and some shallots and some like the nicest organic tomatoes I can find at whatever time of year it is. Thankfully, yeah. there's still some available. Uh, and basil and just chop 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 with some quinoa and salt and balsamic and olive oil and maybe spinach yum so that's what i ate for dinner last night mm-hmm. and it was really good that but it great. was you should have seen me with the balsamic just pouring it in, like oh yeah <laughs> pouring it in pouring it in tossing it tossing it eating it like mm, it doesn't burn yet so yeah it's not ready <laughs> a little more <laughs> more 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 too much take it back <laughs> so it's like yeah that's 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 what i always end up craving is my, my the most sort of like I, it always feels like something is good for me if it's making me sweat 
Mm. You know, sand vinegar makes my head sweat. So I'm like, this is it's cleansing me. I have the opposite. Whenever I eat any sugar, I start to sweat really mm, bad, yeah. especially around my nose. Weird. And so I don't really eat a lot of sweets. Ooh, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. That's funny. It just like it tingles around my hairline. Like after eating that delicious hobnob mm. with chocolate on it, I'm like, mm. <laughs> I liked it, but I wish I did it. I feel unsettled. Mm. It's I like a good digestive cookie with some sharp white cheddar on it and a cup of tea. That's oh, weird. That's delicious. Mm. Cheese on your digestive biscuits? Yes, what are you? British. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> true. What can I say? That's my Scottish grandma, cheddar cheese on digestives. Mm. That's your grandmother? <laughs> cheddar cheese No, that's, cream. sorry, her influence, I guess. <laughs> my grandmother was I love you, not. grandma, but I have to eat you now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. We had such good times. You taught me to knit somehow. <laughs> How would a digestive cookie have been hitting me on the hand with a ruler <laughs> like the last time that was to my grand podcast? <laughs> I forgot to say, my grandmother also hit me with many implements. Yeah. <laughs> Usually a slipper. Oh my god. A slipper? Well, it's pretty flappy. It's not too bad. <laughs> it was just like, stop that. More it didn't of a hurt. Swat it was a... much more of a swat than a hit. So, so it's okay. <laughs> right, guys? I don't know. It's fine. We don't all have weird issues. <laughs> At all. Just mostly. Just mostly. Oh, man. So that's like, that's food. That's it. That's that's all there do is. Do you have do you have like a go to signature thing that you would bring to potlucks? I was Me? thinking about this. Like, depends on for it. for the longest time now we've just been inviting people over to our house to like oh we caught a fish let's barbecue mm, the fish and then we'll you make have a house. Yeah, we have a house with a backyard and we'll make a big Caesar salad and roasted vegetables and that's kind of the only thing like sides for whatever. Mm-hmm. So I haven't really gone to a lot of potlucks and like made a dish. But normally I make like a ratatouille thing with chickpeas yeah. and eggplant and. It's all super del- tarragon that helped me nice. discover tarragon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's kind of like my signature potluck kind of stew. Okay. Do you have like one it that you sort of like always make? Yeah. Like the time of year. Like if it's the mm-hmm. summer, um, I have a really good vegan potato salad oh, with nice. like bits of pickles chopped up in mm-hmm. it. As we were talking about, everybody fucking loves vinegar. So mm-hmm. yeah, throw some pickles so in there. Um, but yeah, in the winter, I usually do tend to go for like a soup or a stew. Mm-hmm. Um, something that's really hearty or... Mm-hmm. I, I usually, like, if it's in the summer, I like to bring, like, a like a, um, a spinach and strawberry salad, usually, oh, yeah. is, is mm-hmm. like, because that's, if we're having a picnic, I'm usually like, oh, I'm going to eat a lot of chips, so I want something that has a vegetable yeah, in yeah. it, so it's, and that's usually, like, a nice sunny thing, so I get that, and, like, some, like, some crumbled goat cheese, and, mm-hmm. like, slivered almonds, and uh, poppy seeds, and, like, a cider vinegar dressing, nice. which is, and some green onions, it's, mm-hmm. like, a really nice... Yeah. Ooh, what's my summer salad? I've started making watermelon salad. Oh, yeah, uh, I was just going to talk about that. Yeah. It's such a good mm-hmm. combo. Like, watermelon, and then maybe spinach, maybe not, mm-hmm. maybe strawberries, and usually balsamic, and some yeah. goat cheese, or something like that. Does every time um, so we good. have a barbecue at our house because we have a yard as well and so every time we have a barbecue at our house like um, I've gotten to the point where I make this all the time and people are like oh I hope Jen made that salad Um, and so like at the barbecue I always make a watermelon salad with feta mint and cucumber and oh uh, cucumber that's the thing sounds so good yeah Yeah. balsamic vinegar and a little bit of olive oil and it always turns out really good and it's just super refreshing to eat Mm -hmm. in the summer so I would eat the pants off of that right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even that hungry. I was just like talking yeah, about all this. Food sounds so good. <laughs> I also do like a German potato salad. Like it's just a pretty traditional one, but like with less mayo. So it's it's maybe like a, a quarter of the mayo usually that's used in it and a lot of extra like grainy mustard. Mm-hmm. And then I'll put in some chopped boiled eggs and, and like a little bit of red onion and stuff and just toss that up. And it's really, 
I like it. I, my mom does a warm potato salad that's really good. That mm-hmm. it's pretty similar mm. similar recipe. And yeah, it's I have so a warm good. one that I like to make with the grainy mustard and oh, mustard. Yeah, mm-hmm. mustard and me are like total yeah. worlds. You know? <laughs> I went to this pub near the library. I believe it's called Library Square Pub. <laughs> it's called Strangely Book enough, <laughs> good one. Thank you. I'm tired. <laughs> But they had, like, a try two different kinds of sausage and pick two different kinds of mustard mm. as, like, a board. Ooh. Yeah, and, and it came with kimchi on the side instead of sauerkraut. Oh, yeah. Fancy. And they had, like, a veggie sausage and a turkey sausage, so I tried those. Perfect. And, like, with a tarragon mustard that was, like, super oh, yeah. hot. I and love like, tarragon mustard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tarragon. <laughs> I think tarragon might be one of my favorite. Tarragon's probably one of my favorite it's, I, did, I didn't know about fucking tarragon for yeah. the, until I got the Veganomicon cookbook, and yeah. they're like, put tarragon and white wine in this thing, and it's like, oh, yeah. my God. I think good it's stuff. So good. Like, a, like a creamy tarragon sauce with salmon is such yes. a wonderful... That's something that um, my ex-boyfriend Mike made for me one time. Like, I always forget that he could cook, because I'm not used to being in a situation where I live with someone who cooks for me, yeah. and I forget, I forget that he cooked for me a few times, <laughs> and I'm so sorry, Mike, you, you did cook, so I'll give you that. You had that going uh, for you. And he made an amazing, like, seared salmon with, like, a creamy tarragon sauce. Oh. It was so, it was like, like the, the height of English cuisine, kind mm. of. So it was so, and with like roasted potatoes. It was mm-hmm. such a nice little, mm, I wish more people would feed me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll cook something nice for you. I like to cook for people as well. I mm-hmm. should do, have people over more, but we don't have chairs. Like, <laughs> we have a couch, a mm-hmm. huge couch, and we have a table, but the table is really just a book holder. Yeah. Um, Our kitchen table always has crap all over I just, it. I like, we a... do use it, but it's generally covered in random stuff. If yeah. I could bring myself to get rid of my Poang chair, I'd have so much more room, but it's the one place I can put it is, like, smack in the middle of mm. absolutely everything, because there is seriously no room for it anywhere else in the mm. house. So, it's just kind of like... If I get rid of that, then I can have people come and sit at my house at a table and we can have a meal. But I'm like, mm, but my chair. Yeah. It's so good. We can, like, we have a round uh, dinner table, and so we have enough chairs and enough space at that table so we can have a dinner party with six people seated comfortably at the table. Um, but for Thanksgiving, the table is just for serving. Right. And we just, like, everybody just sits hover, anywhere yeah. or they yeah. stand. Like, it's not a big house, but we managed to get everybody in and there's people eating on the floor, people sitting on the stairs to go up to the, you know, <laughs> attic room eating their food. And, totally. Yeah, you just gotta own it like the eating takes maybe like 20 minutes it's more about the camaraderie of hanging out and drinking wine and you know just marveling at the amount of effort that goes into making the dinner i mean i assume that's what people do yeah (laughs) i'm always putting in the effort so people are obviously marveling i would Mm -hmm. say it's so it's so nice to just be fed every night it's hard for me to let other people feed me yeah yeah i like to control it me too because i'm I'm not picky but i i didn't did you just go, ah, can yeah. you disagree? Yeah. yeah. I, You've I, gotten better, but I remember when we first, I would, like, make you a pasta sauce, and you're like, can you put my portion in the blender so it's not chunky? I don't. Oh. I, like, I'm a tech, I have textural yes. problems. Yeah, It's not too. a flavor problem. It's mm-hmm. not, like, there, there's nothing that I won't eat. I just won't necessarily like it. Sorry, so. did that make you mad? No, not <laughs> at all. But I, I, I really am not that picky of an eater so much as it just, like, I don't like chunks of cooked vegetables mm-hmm. in things mm. that... Ha- like on pasta specifically because okay. pasta has like a certain yield mm-hmm. to it when you bite into it and then the vegetables are unpredictable because it could be like uh, slimy it be crunchy. crunchy it could be slimy yeah. crunchy which is like a bad combo to me so <laughs> I don't like a slime crunch okay like Whoa, it doesn't, doesn't, it's not good on either side of that so so it's really but the flavor is always so good so you have your little like immersion blender you blended it up for having me, so an immersion nice blender is such a game changer it is, it oh, is especially for someone like me who loves making soup all the time yeah. and so you know I was 
was taking it like out and putting it in the food processor yes. and like soup was going everywhere it's so and it was horrible. And yeah, and it's like exploding and <laughs> yeah, having the immersion blender just like made it so much easier. I totally got rid of my food processor and I remember people were like, Oh my god, that's so stupid, why would you do that? I'm like, I used it twice. Oh, I actually use it quite an, a bit. I have an immersion blender now and I mm. use that for everything. Yeah. So mm-hmm. And I just realized, like, that's that's where so many of my recipes are stored up in my brain is for is for winter soup making. Like, yes. I've got a really reliable um, vegetarian but not vegan um, cheddar, well, obviously cheddar, yeah. but uh, <laughs> broccoli soup mm. with white beans. And it's so protein because yeah. of all the extra white beans and mm-hmm. stuff in there. And it's just, like, blends up all smooth and nice cheese on top. Oh, it's the best. Or, like... Oh, I just can't wait to make soup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the best yeah, it was thing. funny. Um, like early in September and we had like a really, really rainy day and I was like, oh, I'm going to make minestrone today. And uh, so I'm like in the kitchen making it and my roommate is like, oh, yeah, it must be fall now because Jen's making soup. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like the first sign. <laughs> yeah. The squirrel's tails get fluffier and Jen's in the yeah. kitchen making soup. <laughs> so reliable. Mm-hmm. I really like it a Me lot. Too. Me too. I, uh, I I'm trying to think of like for my birthday this year. So instead of doing a big, like, baking mm-hmm. thing, I wanted to learn how to make pasta for the first oh, time. So I'm going to make pappardelle, like, and do the big, thick hand-cut Yeah, I love noodles. pappardelle. It's so fun to eat. And then mm. what kind of sauce am I going to make? And I was thinking Ooh. I would adapt the ratatouille that I like making. Nice. But make that into, like, the like sauce. Like a vegetable sauce. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Yeah, with lots and lots and lots and lots of mm. roasted garlic and, like, mm. crushed tomatoes and, like, everything yeah. roasted up, you know? Yeah. Roasted garlic is, like, the fastest route to fanciness, I think. True. Like, when you, or caramelized onions. Yes. The, two of my absolute favorite elements of anything, mm-hmm. honestly. Like, onions onions are a thing that I... Onions have become a love of my life kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Whereas well, so when I was necessary. younger, I used to hate it. Like, I was, a, I was an extreme... Which is why I was kind of like, I'm not a picky eater now, is because I'm, because I'm you used truly to be super not. Because I, I was so bad as a yeah. child. Like, mm. And even then, still better than a lot of picky kids that you find mm-hmm. out now, because my parents were like... No, about <laughs> certain things like they they would bend on a few things, but then not on others. So mm-hmm. it's like I would eat raw cucumbers, carrots, mushrooms for some reason. Like button <laughs> mushrooms, I would eat raw, but I hated them cooked. Oh. Uh, and I would eat pasta without sauce with butter and parmesan. Uh-huh. And I hated potatoes as a child, oh, wow. except as French fries, mm-hmm. of course. So, but it, it, but I hated rice as a child. Which is so fucking yeah. weird, because it's like, and all these things, and if there was onions in something, I was just like, uh, uh, they have to be big enough for me to pick out. Like, mm. it was totally a sensory control issue. But now, onions are my best friend forever, especially since I learned to make French onion soup. Which oh, is, yeah. I make amazing French onion soup, and I I think that's one that, that I haven't tried in, like, quite a long time. It's hard to do vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Because it really lends itself to a beef broth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I do have a good uh, a vegetarian mushroom. beef bouillon replacement, yeah, yeah. which... Uh, yeah. Does the job, do or um, they sell it in the jars the better, at Donald's? Better yeah, bouillon. better than bouillon. Is it vegan? Yeah, it yeah. is. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I was originally actually like um, my roommate for for a French cook-off was going to make uh, <laughs> uh, French onion soup, and she was like, "Oh well, I'll try it with mushroom because that's a really like you know mm-hmm. hearty kind of broth." Right. And so she bought that the jar of it, but it turns out that it wasn't vegan because it had like whey protein or something Weird. in it. And so she went back and she was like, "Oh yeah, they have this fake beef broth." And so like yeah, we got really into that. We've huh. made like vegan pho with that, and yeah, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. It's very versatile, and the chicken one is also very useful. Do you think there's any worthwhile vegan cheese at all? Um, If you make it yourself... Seems very involved. (laughs) Yes, yes. But (laughs) I've I've heard uh, from people, and um, usually, like, in a lot of recipes where, like, you would use cheese or, like, a cheesy sauce or whatever, you can accomplish the same thing with, like, 
cashew cream or right. nutritional yeast. Um, yeah. And so like when I see a vegan pizza and it's like smothered in like Daya, I just, I don't want that. It has a weird taste. I've and never like, tried Daya. It's not good. Okay. Like, I mean, it does Plasticky. the job if you really need that like gooey cheese-ness, but like, yeah, yeah. most, most vegan people I know, they're like, oh yeah, you know, it does in a pinch, but like, it's not great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the actually the um, field roast chow I've heard okay. is not bad. I haven't tried it myself, but um, yeah, they have like a few different flavors, and you can use that. Um, like it's good for sandwiches and. Right on. Yeah, I'll give that a shot. Yeah, I'm just like I love vegan. Stuff. I'd love to eat like about eighty percent vegan. That's that's mm-hmm. where I'd like to be, but certainly not where I am because yeah. convenience food wins out a lot. Yeah. Still, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. Daya. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> huh. so. You're looking at me a little expectantly. Oh, was I? I didn't even... I've... Or with love in your eyes, I can't tell. Sure, <laughs> I've, I've just kind of retreated back into my own head a little bit. Just thinking about all the things you'd like to cook? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just and also about, like, when you were saying you have a your kitchen table can seat six, I'm like, we've got the big kitchen table with a leaf. I don't think I have enough chairs. I might use the podcast table <laughs> for, podcast for table. my Christmas birthday party. Mm-hmm. You should. And make this, like, the, the serving, serving table. table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then it's plan. like... Do I only want to invite 12 people to come and eat the pasta? Mm. No, because I've got, like, 20 friends that I want to feed. Yeah. <laughs> 20 so, and, friends. like, it was, wow. uh, it was actually very good. Fancy. Like, it's very freeing to just own the fact that you don't have enough seating for everybody. Yeah. And, like, I did the same um, at Christmas one year at my mom's because they have the big table, and they always set up a smaller table. Um, and, you know, she would get, like super stressed out like oh if we put people at the secondary table they're gonna feel like they've been like demoted or whatever but we don't have enough room at this table and Mm. blah 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 and I was like just don't like just put the plates out have the tables there people can sit at the table if they want people can sit at the couch like the eating only takes like Mm -hmm. 20 minutes right so people can hang out wherever they like and then it takes the responsibility off you so Mm And that's sorry. That was your. Is that your mom who told you that, or no? You know, I told sorry. my mom this you told because your mom that. I was yeah, like, my brain switched that around while oh, I was okay. listening, and I was like, I can't believe your mom told you that. Like, <laughs> the idea of my mom being like, relax, it's fine, yeah, is no. like <laughs> that would never happen. No, and like Christmas, you know, at our place was always like a big production too, and there'd be like little name cards and everything, and like now we're just like, well, fuck it, you know, just just serve the food in the kitchen, eat wherever. Yeah. I, sh- I shouldn't sell my mom out. She has chilled out a lot about those kind of things. Like, <laughs> whoever wants to come can come. I'm not going to fucking have expectations this time, but I'm going to, I'm still going to do the things the way I want to do mm-hmm. them, which yeah. is very, very methodical and totally. organized and a lot of done in advance, that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the dinner party is like kind of an interesting concept. Yeah. I mean, you know, I would like to do it more. Yeah. Honestly. Where it's like you have a nice table setting and centerpiece. Yeah, no, it's true. And, and I love doing stuff. that, but it's just like, um, especially in Vancouver, like it's hard for people to have the space to do that. Mm-hmm, and yeah. like, and then it gets to the point where you're like, oh, okay, well, I want to have like this many people over, but I only want have room for this many people. Mm-hmm. And so you end up having these like bigger parties where it's like less formal and like, you know, right. less of a nice sit down dinner and more just like people hanging out and eating some food. Yeah. And yeah, it is nice to have every once in a while that sort of sit down where you have a place setting and candle maybe yeah and you have the food on the table instead of like people getting a bowl and going to the stove and Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, there's i mean there's a place for all of it yeah and i would say like the cook-off is probably like a combination of both because you do get the nice plating and um but again like depending on how many people are there yeah you're just sitting in somebody's living room usually or Mm -hmm. yeah i'm trying i'm just trying to think about how many people could fit comfortably in my place because a lot of the floor space is in the bedrooms and mm. those are not like really easy places yeah. to don't want to have and, food like, in there <laughs> not particularly no like that our my apartment is 950 square feet mm. and it is like it's just stuffed like everything is that's in there 
kind of needs to be there. I've gotten rid of absolutely everything I yeah. can that doesn't belong there, except for that one chair that I'm obsessed with. <laughs> Poeg. Hey, if it, it brings you joy. It yeah. does. It's, it's, it even passes the KonMari test. Yes. It definitely brings me joy. Um, not that my house could look minimal if I tried. It definitely <laughs> looks like we, I, we bought a lot of things secondhand off like the Star Trek Next Generation set. Mm-hmm. It's all very like angular <laughs> and, and modular and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, that's Ikea for you and also the place that we got our couch, which was not Ikea. <laughs> That's not interesting. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Sometimes that happens at this at this point in the podcast. <laughs> we just start saying things. But I, I really like I like the idea of like the fancy. I like controlling the fancy dinner and like impressing people. Mm-hmm. And then like, don't worry, I'm cleaning it up yeah. too. But now I'm thinking like I gotta just pull the stick out of my ass when it comes to like letting people help me clean. Yeah, I'm that's like, one great thing about right. Thanksgiving is because like. Um, well, I think last year, um, because we did so much cooking and like our roommate, uh, invited her parents as well. And mm-hmm. so, um, at the end of the night, like Jeff and I finally are sitting down, you know, having some wine and like eating our food and just mm-hmm. talking to people that we've been too busy to talk to. And mm-hmm. so like my mom and Sarah's mom are in the kitchen, like washing and drying all the dishes. And I'm like, oh, that's great. That's the, the ultimate role reversal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wash dishes. Even if I help at my mom's house, like I, I'm always the person who washes the dishes, which is kind of like, hang on a second. I have a nephew who's 18. Yeah. Why isn't he washing 15, the dang dishes? And another niece who's 12. Yeah. They never do the dishes. Mm-hmm. Never. It's always me. I'm like, mm-hmm. what the fuck happened yeah. between these, these new children Lazy and this kids. generation? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> that was always a thing with uh, uh, going to Gabriella with Ed's family is the, like, he would cook pretty much every breakfast. I cooked some lunches and some dinners and like some of the mums would cook and then we'd made like the 14 and 15 year olds do the dishes every single time and they're like, well, this sucks. Like, uh, it's like, yeah. well, you guys could cook something. I don't yeah, want to. Yeah, exactly. Well, you got to do one or the other. Yeah, exactly. You got to do something. I, yeah, I mean, that seems collective, fair. collective eating is like, it's so, I, I just keep thinking of examples, right? Because it's like so, it's yeah. so important in our lives and I'm just thinking back to like, we shared a cabin, or my, my family shared a cabin with another family. Like, we co-owned this place on Green Lake uh, near 70 Mile House, mm. if you know the area. I like, do. up in the Caribou. Um, and it was so cool, and I wish we still had it, because mm. I would just, like, get all my friends to go up there, because it used to sleep, like, 15 Love people. Like, a huge cabin by the lake. Like, yeah. It was really incredible. It was super lakefront. It was absolutely gorgeous. It looked like a big old barn. Oh. Um, just one bathroom, which is sort yeah, of rough. But there was an outhouse, so... <laughs> So it's all good. But, favorite. But I just, yeah, I love it. Well, I actually didn't mind that outhouse because we could control how dirty it got, right? Yeah. Like, so it's just kind of like, get out of here, Mr. Spider, and then you're kind of fine. So, <laughs> But there was like a really gauche po- po- poster of a little boy peeing. Oh, my God. <laughs> up the toilet, like in case you didn't know what you're yeah. supposed to do. Mm, I wonder. There. But he's standing in the toilet peeing out of it. <laughs> I don't know why that just like came through like with crystal clarity in my so memory. Cute. But. We're talking about food, anyway. not peeing. Um, and I just, I can remember, like, we would we would have, like, the big collective, like, all the adults would make food, but the kids always did the dishes. We always did, and we always groused about it, but we just did it, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. I, uh, we would, like, navigate to get the best job, which for, I think it's drying is the best if there's three of you, because there's someone washing, someone drying, someone putting away. Mm. Putting away is kind of fussy, washing is kind of gross sometimes, but drying, you're just kind mm-hmm. of in the middle. You're just like, good enough, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but we would always... We didn't get to pick the music that would be on. Uh, uh, that kind of seem fair. That's kind of like my uh, the parents would all be like, "Hey, get back to that and drinking their yeah. wine or whatever around the table," <laughs> and we'd have to be blasting Katie Lang's Shadowland. Oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> or Angelou. Well, now it is. Well, yeah. At the time, I was like, "This is dumb. She looks like a boy," and now I'm like, "This is great. She looks like yeah. a boy." <laughs> so it's like. Well, my parents had a 
had a hand in turning me into what I am today yeah. by forcing me to listen to Katie Lang. It always comes down to that. And that's another thing that happens at the cook-offs is, like, um, just the, the community space mm-hmm. where, like, um, especially people who come but haven't made a dish, like, mm-hmm. that's totally allowed and mm-hmm. welcomed, um, but those people are usually encouraged to bring a bottle of wine right. um, for Actually. everybody to share. Yeah, and, sure. um, yeah, generally, like, depending on how many dishes there are, everybody takes a turn just, like, quickly washing the plates so that we're not using, like, 8,000 dishes and, sure. um, yeah, that people can reuse the same ones for plating. Um, and everybody just keeps their fork, so we don't wash the forks 500 <laughs> times as well. So yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So yeah. do, do people, like, finish the cook? Do they start the cooking at their houses, or do they, um, is it usually, all done at yours? Usually you do as much as you can before you come, and right. so you just do, like, your basic, like, sautéing or, like, reheating, mm-hmm. or if you're doing deep frying, you can do that there. Right. Um, but, yeah, like, I think we've only had a couple where people have done, like, the majority of their cooking at the host right. house. Oh, so the, the, the house does change every time? Or? Yes, yeah. Otherwise, it would be putting a lot of, like, weight oh, totally. on one person. So, yeah, totally. we usually, we rotate. Um, That's nice. Yeah, it's really Sounds fun. Sounds like a really wonderful tradition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if anyone uh, listening to this is interested <laughs> in attending, uh, we have a Facebook group that you can search ah! for. Uh, the <laughs> vegan like sign up. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like, it's a closed group, so you have to have your uh, request approved. But, right. Um, yeah, people who know us are definitely welcome Sweet. to what's come. The, what's the group? Uh, I believe it's called the Vegan Cookoffs, um, but you should be able to find if it you fairly. Live here, it'll yeah, come up probably. it'll be a, a Vancouver group, um, and we also have a blog, vegancookoff.blogspot.ca. Wow. It's very behind because I'm the one who maintains it, and I. Um, <laughs> That's such a project. Um, like, this is such a thing. Yeah, okay. no, it really is because like there's just so much that we love about it and right. like we've gotten really into documenting it and so okay. um we just have a little bit of a record you know with photos and like who was the winner and like what the day was like when we were there so Aww. yeah so it's about a year behind right now but there are <laughs> lots of things for people to look at and feel inspired by um <laughs> so cool yeah that's so funny. I just, it's just really funny to keep seeing all of the little overlaps in our community lives because, like, I always I associate Mallory with you very much. She's, mm-hmm. she's just sort of like a minor Vancouver celebrity in some A little ways. bit, yeah. Yeah, like, she's, mm-hmm. she's I always, just feel like, like she's a crux of, of yeah. a lot of people's, like, social circles mm-hmm. where she's the connector to another yeah, group yeah, of people. Yeah, and I also yeah. I very much feel that way about Chris, too, because mm-hmm. you have, like, a lot of friends and acquaintances mm-hmm. and, like, not a ton of burned bridges, so it's kind of like, oh, <laughs> good, good friend over here, good friend over here, like, you know who does what, that kind of thing. Like, it's, like, it's yeah. great to be, like, a linchpin in... Uh, in mm-hmm. sort of like a community spider web or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. I think that's a really cool thing. And I'm, I always feel like I'm a little bit like on the outside just cause like I, I kind of came in as your friend to a lot of these kinds of spaces. So mm-hmm. it's kind of neat just to see like where those points of connection are. So yeah. And I feel I, like Vancouver is really yeah. like that too, where you see somebody that you know, and then you like, you know, have them on Facebook and you see their friends list and you're like, Oh, they know that person. Yeah, like totally. I wonder how they met. And, Absolutely. And yeah. I, I literally have no idea how I know you. Like, I don't um, I actually do remember. Okay. okay. Uh, we, it was on OkCupid, okay we started talking. Okay, this after, was like a long time yes, ago. Yes, quite a long time ago. Probably around, like, 2007 or 2008. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, and uh, we had been chatting back and forth on OkCupid okay for a long time, and, like, we were really getting along, um, and it came out that we were both going to the same Gogo Bordello show, and we ended up meeting up at oh the God. Gogo Bordello show, and it was a very, like, drunken, celebratory, oh, joyous time, my God, that and was... we totally, like, made out at the show and had what? a blast. Yeah, oh, no, it happened. Oh, my God, because that was such... And then we didn't see each other for, that like, several years. show is a blank spot in my memory. Right? And it's, like, I think it's that was also that the show like... where my roommate vomited on the table. Like, I feel, I feel <laughs> almost ashamed about that show because I, like, I went, I had such a good time, and I remember, like, coming home, and I was like, that was great, and everybody's like, do you know how many people you made out with last night? I was like, oh, <laughs> like at no. least three. It was at least three, <laughs> and it was kind of like, 
Uh oh! Oh, I gotta get my handle on that. That was like the la- that was like the most blackout drunk I've ever been oh, in my no. life. Well, I'm sorry like, for taking advantage. Not of at your all. Not at all. I'm just like there was only one That's of the so three funny. that was like a bad choice. Well, oh. I mean, two of the three were a bad choice. I mean, probably the best, definitely the best choice of the three in retrospect. But I was like, oh my god, that was yeah, that was my last like blackout tramp experience. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna guess this was probably like 2008. that was 2000. It was no, it was 2007 because oh, that okay. was like right the same weekend that I like joined the dreadnoughts. Oh. Uh, so that was that was nine years ago. That's wow. in the way yeah. back machine. Wow, Holy shit! That's so cute. That's so funny. Like, well, all right, you sure showed me that you have a better memory than I do. I do have a really uh, like intricate memory for strange details. Like, that is you know, great. if someone's like, "Oh, what were you doing yesterday?" I'm like, "No," but like if someone says, "Hey, do you remember when we went to such and such?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, of course." Like Naturally. you were wearing this shirt and we ate like tacos and I don't know, just bizarre I, stuff. Mine's kind of like that too. I think that's why I love um, this. Just kind of brings me back to something that we were going to talk about off the top, which was just, um, you recommended a book to me that I fucking loved, which was the Carlos Ruiz Zafon, um, what was it called? Shadow of the Wind. Shadow of the Wind, yeah. Uh, and then it's a trilogy and I ended up reading the whole thing. And what mm-hmm. I loved about it was that it was so, it, it's tied up in those kinds of details, like total yeah, devils yeah. in the details kind of story. Mm. Like, like I've talked on the podcast before when we did uh, our book club, how I love Ken Follett, even though I call him dadlet. <laughs> like it's very much like what a dad would read because it's like yeah. a big thick book about like building a church or something. <laughs> That's like all the details <laughs> buttresses and things and how those things all connect together and so that was very much like socially that's kind of what this book is like it's like you have this relationship here you have this relationship and now there's three books and all of them there's like a connecting Mm -hmm. thread between the whole thing and it gets all kind of not even quite tied up at the end but it's just like a really I just really yeah I loved the intricacy of that book and um it's obviously it's been translated from uh Spanish and the translation was just really really well done yeah um because I've definitely read books that have been translated from other languages and you're like this didn't really work did it yeah Yeah. it was Lucia Graves or Graves I think is the Mm -hmm. is the name of the translator and she did an amazing job yeah it was wonderful just luscious English like so I can only imagine what it's like to read it in Mm -hmm. like native Spanish not that I would ever know what that's like. <laughs> I could spend 30 years learning Spanish yeah, and you'd be like, figure it out, but I just assume it's real good. So, <laughs> so that's a good one. Like, uh, if anybody else, you, you, any of you guys reading good books right now that you want to throw out? Uh, I found out, in one of those, like, community book houses, uh, Sailing to Serantium, and it's Guy Gabriel K. Mm. And it's two books, The Serantine Mosaic. And at first it's, like, it's it's a fantasy book, but it's really, like, the Byzantine Empire and the Roman Empire and all that kind of stuff. And so, mm-hmm. it, at first, it's kind of like, there's so many characters with a lot of different names that are all very similar. Flavius and Delanian yeah. and, what, like, <laughs> whatever. But then, like, the, the prologue for the book is so long, but then when you finally get into the story, it's this mosaicist that, like, goes on a journey and, like, goes to, like, decorate a church, mm-hmm, you know? Cool. And it's like... It's fucking cool. So I'm reading the second one. <laughs> I'll have to check that out, I think. I'm really... I, I'm just plowing through. It's, it's big into, like, their religion. Okay. Um, so it's, like, Jad and his son, Heladikos, who brought fire to the people. So, like, it's kind of... It's very, like, based on Christianity and, like, the rise and fall of the Roman Empire and Byzantium Sweet. and all of that kind of stuff, but with different, slightly similar mm. names, you know? Um, and then lots about chariot racing, which is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love a chariot. Yeah, actually, I read um, uh, a book about Empress Theodora from the... I can't remember. It was one of those... One of our, like, historical lady authors. Dear which, Theodora. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Chris. <laughs> the- Theodora, not Theodosia. <laughs> you nerd. Uh, and it was, it's very much like, oh, Emperor Justinian and, like, uh, the actress prostitutes of, of the 5th century mm-hmm. in the Byzantine Empire. And it's just really... 
like, because I don't know anything about Byzantium. It's all, mm-hmm. like, I know about Greece and I know about Rome, and it's very similar, but it's, I like, would like the name of this book, please, because that's going to tail, like, dovetail nicely with yeah. what I just finished reading. Absolutely. Uh, I I will look it up. It was, it, it <laughs> does not have a, a pre- you know what, you guys, why don't you talk about a book and I'll no, look this yeah. up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um... Well, I don't... I'm just reading, like, basic mysteries right now, but um, the last book I read that I was like, wow, this is really, like, incredible. Um, nice. I read 11.22.63 by Stephen King. Oh, and, yeah, and um, finished that. We've got that kicking yeah, around Yeah, like, it's just a super interesting book. Because it's, like, Kennedy assassination? Yeah, so basically this guy... Um, it's a time travel Yeah, book, this it? guy discovers, really? like, a time pocket in this diner, um, and, like, the guy who owns the diner figures it out, and he's, like dying or something and so he asked this guy and he's like discovered all of these um strange things that you can go and you can change things in the past but like the past is really resistant to change but you can do it and he's like i think you know if if we can just stop the kennedy assassination it would change the whole timeline for the better and so he like wants to send this guy back in time um huh. yeah and so it's just about his journey of like because you can only go to this one specific point in time and so he has to like live in the past for like four years or something while he's waiting for the um you know kennedy assassination day to come up and he's like planning for this and yeah it's just a really interesting and yeah again super intricate book he probably loses it as he's like trying to change history yeah like oh i love time travel Mm -hmm. Ah, me too yeah it's really interesting yeah it was a super good book i love it i love it well that's why i like stupid fucking outlander is because like super capable lady ends up back in time like oh i am like almost a witch because i can do all these healing things like (laughs) i love it when people take their future knowledge back and they're like i can't give away what i'm capable of but i have to (laughs) But I have to do something, damn it. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, I love that. That's one of my favorite genres. The I have to do something, damn it, historical (laughs) Hell yeah. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So the name of the book, uh, the author is Stephanie Thornton. uh, And she's like um, uh, another John Calagridis type writer who does like a specific sort of time period. And then actually she's even more out there because the book is called Secret History. It's a novel of Empress Theodora. And uh, she also did a book about the Katoons of Mongolia. So like all oh, of the cool. all of the queens, the warrior queens surrounding. Oh, I think you mentioned this. Yeah, yeah it was excellent. Great, it was so good. Thanks. I love. I totally binge read authors. <laughs> capability, so, capability I'm, pornography. I, basically, I'm just finishing the last Gian Calgaridis book, <laughs> and, uh, and you then you can move on to something else. Yeah, so. exactly. Well, guys. This was a really fun one, mm-hmm. I have to say. I'm hungry, and now yeah. I have a bunch of, like, recipe inspiration. I actually have to go home and uh, start, like, making a very intricate grocery list for Thanksgiving, and I have to make <laughs> mushroom stock and also dinner. So I'm like, ooh, it's getting to be 3 o'clock. I gotta get to my kitchen. Gotta yeah. get my apron on. Yeah. Start home <laughs> well, thanks for being our guest, Jen. Yeah. This oh, really thank fun, you so much. super enjoyable, and you'll probably see us at a future cook-off. Yeah. Definitely, I hope so. Bring our judge in hats and yeah. participate in hands, I guess. Participate in hands. It's a thing now, I said. Yeah, it. get over it. 